You're listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, changing rock history one podcast at a time. and boys and girls and children of all ages you have arrived yes you have especially if you have arrived at the ludini rock and roll circus today because today is all hallows eve actually this is all saints day mm-hmm. or all souls day which one is it i thought it was I, tuesday i believe it's souls it's all souls day. oh boy okay so that all hallows eve was actually last night but we had um, forgotten when we scheduled this that we have on, as a part of our team here at the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, like the queen of the undead. <laughs> and all things Halloween. I mean, to Lily V6, Halloween is like 4th of July, New Year's Eve, her birthday, wedding anniversary, even though you're not married. Christmas. Like Christmas, Christmas. like all wrapped up into one. <laughs> This is why, you know, I was, we were kept, Pittsburgh Kevin and I were foolish. We didn't realize that there would be, she would have very big things to do on Halloween. And nah, there would be no time for nonsense like the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Sorry. Nonsense. (laughs) But no, no, all all kidding aside, um, we did switch it because we, why we switch it? Because basically, you just, two bald headed guys. (laughs) <laughs> you don't want that. No. Now you've got two bald-headed guys yeah. and a set of tits, and like, yeah, there you go. go. That's all you need. <laughs> Anyways, it is the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. As I was saying, LudiniRockandRollCircus.com is our wonderful website. Go there often because we're always updating and adding cool things. Things like our, our, our YouTube archive with all my back <laughs> interviews and all sort of things like that. We may be doing some interviews again in the future, but... I'll keep you guys up on that. Um, all our past videos and live streams and stuff like that are all in one place. You can also become part of our inner circle, which Ooh. is going on right now. Let me click yeah. over to the chat. Yeah. Nobody's chatting yet. No, but our good friend is here. Our good friend is here. And and we have to just say that um, we did switch the night. So sometimes once you do that, people are like, yeah, they're like confused. I waited all week for Monday and you didn't do it on Monday. Little so, bastards. but anyway, so you can find out about getting involved with our, um, live streams as well. Wolf's customs, wolf's customs dot online. Check them out. Why? Because they do amazing guitar refinishing. There it is right on the card. He would not put it on his card if he did not do no, it. Guitar no. refinishing. I mean, this is beyond refinishing though. I mean, this is taking these, taking your instrument and really making it into a work of art. Just beautiful uh, work that he does. I uh, He sent us um, a switch plate. Switch, switch, switch yes. plate. Yes. And it's installed. It, it's it's installed and it's back there. It's, I think you could see it. If Kevin moves his head just a slightly bit. There you are. It's <laughs> back there. It's back there. Yep. Yeah, everybody wants some. It is the um, Van Frankenstrat color uh, pattern. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. So so it's very very cool. So so anyway, they do amazing job. Custom artwork on your musical instrument. Check them out. Wolf's Customs dot online or just find them on that their uh, social media stuff. 
And last but not least, rockrageradio.com. Download the free app where you can listen to great, and I do mean great, music-related programming 24-7, 365. Uh-huh. And all that jazz. All the things. And all that jazz. All the things. Wow, that's all so funny that, that you said that. All that jazz. <laughs> so I don't like this. How about this? Is that better? Is that... Yeah, I'm looking really fat tonight, so... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I turned all Sir. the lights on thinking, you know, this... We are filming, so if you have more light, yeah. like the video's going to look better, but I just made me look fatter and cut <laughs> all the bags into my eyes. So, um... That well, thank you guys for listening. I have to go home now and cry. No, don't cry. <laughs> and you are home in your studio. So, <clears throat> a needle pulling thread. Lily ah. V six is here. Lily V six is a wildly popular personality <laughs> on wow. Rock Rage Radio. I drink to that. Followed <laughs> by many, many people. People all over the world know who Lily V six is, and we happen to have her. So, Lily, welcome. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. Exhausted now that Halloween is over. Maybe I'll take a break from things for a couple of days, but probably not. Hmm. <laughs> Can you disclose any of your Halloween of fun? Oh, I good. started my Halloween celebration uh, starting the beginning of October, but from starting Wednesday, I got a new tattoo, which is a black kitty cat on the back of my neck. Oh. Thursday, I went to a 50s murder mystery dinner. Mm. At the Lamont. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for some sound effect. <laughs> Friday, I went to see the play Miserable Creatures, which is a play about Frankenstein. Oh. Saturday, I dressed in the 1920s fashion to go to the Mousetrap and watch Dying Breed play. There you go. Oh, somebody was asking me. I was texting somebody, and they were like, are you at the Mousetrap? And I'm like, no. And now I know why. they were. There was something going on there, and I wasn't there. Oh. Sunday, I did something non-Halloween-ish and went to the guitar exhibit at the Science Center, which oh, was super Lord. cool. Nice. <laughs> oh, God. So, oh, and I also carved my very first pumpkin. Wait, are you serious? I'm serious. I've Your never done first? it before. My very first ever. Oh, get out of here. I haven't, I've done it. I've never done it. Several times, but Sunday. I haven't done it in many, many years. Yeah, I think either. I did a good job. I carved a little ghost out of the pumpkin. There you go. There and then is. yesterday I sacrificed 20 virgins. 20 this time? Yes. I caught nice. 20. <laughs> I caught 20. It's caught a new 20. record. Nice job. Well, I'm very proud of you, Lily V6. Thank you. Yeah. So congratulations on the virgins. I will stay young mm-hmm. forever. There's Speaking plenty of virgins, blood. we have Pittsburgh <laughs> Kevin here. What's up, Pittsburgh Kevin? Yeah, you miss me. <laughs> I said, hey, everybody. What did you do on Halloween? <laughs> You know damn well what I did but on Halloween. I know, but these nice folks out here. Don't you be over there playing stupid oh, with me. Oh no, you did. You do yes, you did. So I got a I got a text from a good friend of mine saying, I'm about to put the thing in. Wow. Oh, I never you know what? <laughs> when I say it out loud It sounds bad. I, maybe I should have reconsidered. I said what I said was I'm about to start the thing. <laughs> okay. And that's also I like, questionable. I like mine better. I'm about to put the thing in. You wanna come over and watch. Stoop yeah. me, I said yes. And this here is... it turned out just to be the movie, the thing. So uh, You were hopeful though. Ludini and nice. I watched uh John Carpenter's The Thing last night, which was awesome. <laughs> Still holds up, folks. If you've never seen it, it's apt. It's a yeah. mandatory viewing. I love fun. that movie so much. Love horror. A lot of fun. It's a uh, no women in that movie. He Man Women Haters Club. No women in <laughs> no. that movie except for yeah. the voice of the computer, which he right. was playing chess. And then 
And he, what is that? He puts a stop to that quickly. And when, <laughs> when she says checkmate, he dumps his drink inside the computer and says, "Cheating, which cheating bitch, cheating bitch." Yep. Yeah. And that's uh, that's the end of the uh, any the of female, any female influence. Yeah, exactly. In the entire film. I have seen that movie so many times, and yet I jump on the same part every single time. Which I part is it? The Petri dish part. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we jump. It gets me. It's funny, because we knew it was coming. I jumped. Every I single time. Same with Jaws. There's one part that makes me jump every single time, and I know I've seen it a hundred times, yep. and I know it's coming, but Boom. I still jump every yeah. time. It's one of my absolute <laughs> all-time favorite movies. Not just favorite horror movies, but it's one of my all-time favorite movies. So, yes, I but that is not after Mr. Pittsburgh left. I rounded out the evening with The Exorcist. Did you? Oh, I might have stayed for that. I started my Halloween celebration this year with, um, excuse me, uh, The the Shining. There you go. The Shining, like about October 2nd or something like that, and ended with The Exorcist. Nice. Wow. Good stuff. Good. Yes. So... We're going to talk about a couple, get more into some stuff about that maybe a little bit later on. But I, I it was fun. That, that's really much how I didn't get to go out and do as much as I really wanted to. I've uh, had an insane schedule for the past, uh, for like the entire month for reasons we won't get into. Um, and that looks like that is leveling out. So I would be, I'd get out and get a little bit be a little more social uh, hopefully coming up soon but um, I, wa- I saw some amazing movies that was how I sort of celebrated Halloween I read uh, John Langdon's The Fisherman if you've never read it if you're a horror fan it is absolute must it is brilliant it came out in 2016 and immediately has been on people's like top 10 greatest horror novels uh, lists for ever ever since it came out. It's very very good. If you never read it, watch it, read it. I um, also saw some new movie. I watched some of my favorites. Well, I watch things like Fright Night. Mm, I love that movie. Fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, Original. I need to see that. Again. Yeah, yeah, I love that movie. That, very like much. I watched yes, some yes. really fun. I tried to watch some. I watched Cat's Eye. I, I talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I watched t- some total smell of vision. Needful things. Just a, what a terrible movie. <laughs> And it is, I don't even know if it's one of Stephen King's books, uh, best books, but the movie, that movie just was awful. It was total smell of vision. <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible. Watch some like twisted, uh, you know, early 70s uh, British horror movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fun stuff like it. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but I did see uh, some current stuff. Oh. And I, so we've talked about that, the new Hellraiser. Sure. And, uh, these different ones. But I, the, I did see this past week Pearl. And I believe Pearl might be in the movie theaters right now still, but it is a um, a, a very it's 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 totally worth your time. Although there is, I I kind of bitch about this. There's a slowdown towards the end of the first act into the first beginning part of the second act, mm-hmm. and it's just like they had established these characters like it wasn't necessary it felt you were like treading over the same mm-hmm. kind of territory yeah. but it, it does have a it does have a payoff so i would and it's just beautifully shot and this young lady that plays the lead i mean i should have looked it up maybe while lily's reading something here i'll do a quick peek and give you the name the, the young lady that plays the t- the title character in the movie is fan fucking tastic she's just absolutely amazing and she, you, there are a lot of movies these days where, like, there's those like big like um, 
it's like cliche kind of Oscar scenes where mm-hmm. the person is like, you know, yeah. the whole yeah. like, um, you can't handle the truth. You know, with right. exactly. speeches right. that always get played, you know. There isn't, doesn't seem to be a whole lot of that anymore. But this movie has one of those moments oh, yeah? the end of the movie. Okay. And this young lady gives this performance and she really cries. These aren't, I'm, she's fucking like, God damn. And like, even the, uh, Sharon and I were watching, even the parts when, when it was slow and stuff, we were like, no, nah, this bitch is really good. She was just, you just <laughs> wanted to watch her. Like, she was just, she's really good. good. It's called, it's called Pearl. It's, it's of note. You should, you should check it out. I think, I think just, just, just for that. Okay. So, very good. We are. We mentioned ghosts. Mm. That's is what we're getting into today. Yes. Ghosts. We're playing some ghostly uh, sounds in the background. <laughs> ghosts. I um during one of the things I did this month was I read three books by Ed and Lorraine Warren. You guys who know know who they are. I don't. They no. are the real life Ghostbusters. Oh, oh, interesting. They are the cup. They're the couple in. The Conjuring movies. Oh, okay. Word. Okay. In, re- they're in real life. So I picked up a couple of tips from some experts about the nature of ghosts and things like that. But I wanted to kind of just run down quick because we're going to be telling rock star ghost stories here. Mm-hmm. And none of these are like super long and drawn out. Usually there's like quirky yeah. kind of things yeah. that happen. So we don't have to spend a lot of time on that. But what is what is a ghost? I did some internet searching, and I didn't write any long stuff up. But the, I came up with like a, a handful of things just from what I read on the internet, from and from all kind of places. Stanford University has a study. Like everybody's got like something to say about it. Um, so is it psychosis, mm. uh, hoax, oh. mental projection brought on by stress or wishful thinking? Like okay. you know, you missing your dead. Uncle, you, see, you sure. know what I mean? Stuff like that. I saw my uncle come in my room once or whatever. Um, some artifact or glitch in the simulation, which I think oh. is a really interesting idea. This, if it's a simulation, mm. that's even said in The Matrix. Um, <clears throat> the the uh, Oracle t- says to um, Neo, anytime somebody sees a ghost or a UFO, right. that's a computer program doing something it's not supposed to be doing. Interesting. So, like, and if now this idea of the simulation is like kind of being seriously considered in science, you know, this is could these could the ghosts be a glitch in the simulation? Um, Like, and the one of the things people always talk about psychics and everything is talk about like energy from some sort of like horrific event. So you go to some place. There's so many stories about Gettysburg. Oh my gosh! Like they say, don't take anything from the battlefield. And people, there's stories of tons of people that like took a stone or whatever, and like their life fell apart, and they ended up taking it back and leaving it back on the field. Yeah. Um. And all kinds. So who you know? So that's the idea. And and people will tell you that people that go there and take the tours have seen plenty of apparitions. We stay in the hotels. Mm-hmm. Keith and, and uh, uh, had a him and Samantha had a, went there and had an experience in a hotel um, there. But um, you know, or is it what the you know all the horror novels and movies tell us—a spirit of a deceased person yes. or some sort of demon? Mm-hmm. So, what do you guys have any thoughts? Personally, I feel that I feel presence all the time in mm-hmm. certain places. So I don't know, I don't know any of the science behind it or anything, but whenever I was staying at my sister's old house, 
there was something so malevolent there. Like, it would literally keep me up at night all the time. Like, I could see something all the time. It was really freaky. So I'm going with the whole demon, dusty person thing. Because someone did die in that house. They hung themselves. <clears throat> so that's that's my take on it. <laughs> yeah, I have to go with Lily. Because anytime I felt anything, and I try to be very scientific about things. But there's things I can't explain. And I'll be the first one to admit it. But anytime I felt anything uneasy or or just out of the ordinary, it's someplace that somebody had passed away. Yeah, freaky, right? Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, you're like, anybody die in this house? I'm like, oh, yeah, the previous owner fell down the stairs and broke her neck. And I'm like, oh, jeez. Okay. I never had the worst sleep paralysis than I did at my sister's house. Every night, every single night oh, for like wow. an hour. It was awful. Oh, I hate <laughs> that. That is what happens I when you wake that. up suddenly. in you're, you're starting to come out, of, you come out of REM sleep too fast. Yeah. So you're still, the body is... I can't remember the chemical it releases that kind of keeps you paralyzed. Mm. Right. And, and it's so, still so there. your mind is now awake, but you have, and it hasn't caught up with, your body hasn't yep. caught up. Yeah. And peop, that's, that can be an upsetting experience for Very people. much so, yeah. It can, it can, can be freaky. Um, my uh, experiences with this have been right here, primarily in this room and that room over hmm. there. I. When I was mixing the Strange Love album, I spent a lot of time by myself in these two rooms. Mm -hmm. What I was, what I did was, I had the in the control room, I had the studio monitors, but then I also ran a line out to a like a stereo system over here, so okay. I could. What does it sound like on a real stereo? Exactly. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was going back and forth, and I would catch a glimpse out of somebody <laughs> yeah. out of my left side or my right side it would, yeah, it would just yeah. depend and it was just like is it you ever had that experience where you're like you're looking at a computer screen and somebody comes up and they like yeah I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. Talking to they like lean up against you and you don't you don't catch it and oh, what the, you know that yeah. sort of thing yep. and yeah. that mm -hmm. didn't happen once or twice it would happen over and over and over yeah. and over i mean it could happen three four five six times in a session wow down here was fucking bizarre <laughs> and then Nothing for a really, really long time. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then I a couple years so ago, a couple years ago, I, I put that um, put out uh, the Acid Queen song, and then um, I still haven't I still haven't released Peace in the Valley. Oh, um, geez. But um, I, was, I was down here and I was doing the same thing. I was I was working on those songs, like cutting guitar tracks. Exact same experience, <laughs> over and over and over. My sister, who's a psychic says that that's my grandfather is a musician he's like excited that i'm doing music he's just making like, sure you're doing it right he's like yes. he's, it's like it's like drawing him because he was such he was so into music mm -hmm. exactly the, the other the other thing is the guy that owned this house tony uh -huh. amorous he was a musician i was just gonna there say that yeah and him and my grandfather played in the band together so, so. It's, it could be both of them it could be both of them. <laughs> one on each that's side that's awesome so and the only other thing that happens here sometimes late at night you can hear like an old time radio playing and like <laughs> people talking and like kind of glasses clinking and oh, as parties. if somebody's having, but it sounds like, and the music is all like that. Yeah. It's nothing. It's not like, it sounds like something would come out of one of those, you know, one of those right. kind of radios. Right. I'm, I'm making a, a, a hand gesture that you can't see on a podcast. <laughs> old time. You like, you know, something you see like on the wall. Yeah. Or that, that sort yeah. Of <clears throat> Yeah, very, very bizarre. This is an old house. Uh, the uh, stone in the front here by the basement says the basement was poured in 1899. Nice. Yes. But the house could be, be a lot older. Yeah. Yeah. They could have, could use, most houses at that time had like a dirt basement. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. 
Well, don't anyway. you don't you know, Ludini? You've always been the homeowner. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the sh- so so. Speaking of ghosts, yes. Are there ghosts in The Shining? This is at, this Ooh, is a hotly this is hotly wow. debated because I, almost wow. with almost everything in that film that's supernatural that happens could really just be people's like a mental projection. Right. Yeah. They're under stress. <clears throat> their dad is freaking out. Their mom is freaking mm. out. They're you know they're isolated and you know. So do you guys are that? What do you think? I can't answer that one. I I I, I, I don't want to answer that because I wa- I literally watch the film for the enjoyment of watching the film. I try not to think about it. I love thinking about stuff and t- crazy, dissecting, though. tearing it apart. Um, I sh- I will put a link to this in the show notes. Rob Ager, uh, who's has awesome. Uh, YouTube channel talking about film does awesome film analyses just he's, he's just he's just fucking great but his theory on this is that there are no ghosts and how I, but I this is where I disagree with him okay the him getting out of the the, um, the storage thing mm-hmm. with the food mm-hmm. who somebody had to on because she right. lost she locked that yeah somebody had to get so you can't no Danny and is 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 he's had his freak out and he's in his room yep. sleeping. Okay, oh, and what and what's her name is the one that uh, his wife locked him in there. Right, and it's only them. So it's only them. So mm-hmm. who let him out? Now, a, Rob Ager goes into this thing. He where he examines the film and shows that there possibly, maybe, could be in another entra- way of egress or or uh, mm-hmm. for for that room. But I I think it's really thin because it's th- what he's talking about is so fleeting in the movie. It's just right. like it's just a second, and it just isn't the way that it. It just doesn't feel important. I can't explain it. Yeah. it just doesn't have any have any weight that would you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of the other things do. And also that, and the fact that Danny and Jack essentially have the same experience in room two thirty seven. Mm-hmm. True. Independently of each other. Yeah. So to me, that's a giant like thing that like mm-hmm. Stanley Kubrick did intend us for us to think that there were probably goes also the idea of the shining itself yeah. shining is a sort of spiritual ability mm-hmm. so we've ne- we do have the door open for supernatural yeah right so i so i'm so i kind of lean towards right. yes yes okay on that that's my that's my sort of interpretation sure. so we are going to go ahead now and move on yes. to our uh, feature presentation <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, where's our feature presentation music? God I don't know. damn Where it. Is it, Bones! I don't know what Bones is doing. He's sleeping. He's pooping. So, He's pooping. So how about yeah. this? Okay. Okay. Why not? <laughs> sure. Rockstar wow. Ghost Stories, as presented by the hosts of the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Sure. <laughs> sure. Book one. Oh boy. Book one. <laughs> wow. How many books do we have? So, Lily V6, you so, shall read from the grand gr- grimoire. Who shall we discuss first? I am going to talk about one that's actually not on my list, but I thought of it while I was sitting here. Um, and it's in the book, The Dirt. Uh, it's mm-hmm. Lita Ford. It's I don't know if it's Lita Ford's story, Nikki Six's story, or... And I can't remember the guy's name, the manager of Motley Crue who came into Nikki's mansion one night. Well, while they were recording Shout at the time, it was Shout with the Devil. 
A lot of freaky stuff was happening. A lot of freaky. A lot of stuff in Nikki's apartment was like moving on its own. Like knives and stuff would hit the ceiling. Things would just levitate. Just a lot of really freaky stuff. And Lita Ford was actually part of this, and she saw a lot of this happen. She was freaked out by it, and sort of like tried to talk Nikki into changing the title of the album. Get the clown out of here <laughs> before I throw a knife at his head. Oh, um, and then they eventually, because of all this weirdness that was happening in Nikki's very gothic mansion, uh, changed it to "Shout at the Devil" as a way of warding off the evil spirits. Yes. And all of that stuff stopped. So that's sort yeah, of a freaky yeah. thing to see. Oh. If you're walking in the house and seeing a knife fly by, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. think that that is a great story. And if I wrote that song, I would tell that story. I think it's complete <laughs> bullshit. What? This is something that they put out there no. to promote the music and their image yeah. and everything. Absolutely. Totally smacks of that. But Lita Ford wouldn't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lita Ford is happy to go along to get along. She's like that. Let's just say she yeah. was a real party girl and was... <clears throat> tight with most of those guys. Well, she was oh. doing Nikki. So, you know, she's going <laughs> to... She's got her hair down. You know, and yeah. right, wouldn't you, like, if it was a ex-boyfriend he had some good times with, he had a good feeling about, and he was putting... You'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll go along with that. No, Why not? It's cool. I would never do anything to go along with an ex-boyfriend. Not if it was somebody you still, like, admired and thought was cool. That's sure. funny that you sure. think that's a thing. <laughs> So I, I could see her kind of go, go. I just don't. I, I it just smacks yeah. of that. Maybe it's totally true, but it just. And I have no reason. And I don't. I'm not trying to call anybody a liar. What I'm trying to call mm-hmm. them is it's like what I call marketing. The, 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 yeah, the kiss <laughs> opportunities. Yeah, yeah, that's like kiss done stuff. Did stuff like sure. that. They floated different things. Oh, they crazy. You know, like I mean, I was the whole blood in the ink for the oh, for the comic oh, book. Right. Yeah. That stuff. You know. You know. To add to no, that. that was true. Well, that was true, but that's it was a promote. <laughs> that was a a gimmick to you know add right. to the mystique. Right. What do you got, Mister Pittsburgh? Well, hello, Lou. I am Count Cavula. Ah, 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 ah. Here we go. Count Kevula. Count Kevula today. <laughs> My daughter. <laughs> anyway. Um, so mine uh, involves Count Alice Kevula. Cooper, our good friend Alice Cooper. So back in 1983, Alice Cooper and Aerosmith Joe Perry got together to write some new music. All right. So uh, according to Cooper, he and Perry both were, they, they just got out of rehab, you know. And decided to work together for uh, music on a new film. And their manager, his manager, set him up with a home in upstate New York. Uh-oh. Um, so they go up to the house. And, and uh, Cooper recalls that uh, while I'm putting my clothes away, I leave the room and come back and the closet door is closed. He goes, the drawer I was packing into is now closed. He goes, hmm, I don't remember closing that. The house was so full of whatever... Uh, whatever the, uh, uh, what the hell? What the hell? Was he talking English here or am I just not reading it? All right. The house was so full of whatever that on the second night we were there, we're sitting there eating dinner and it sounds like somebody is moving furniture in the basement. It's making such noise. I'm not even trying to be subtle. Uh, later on, they found that that particular house was the house that the Amity Horror had been written about. He had oh, booked wow. him into the Amity Horror House. That's awesome. The Am- Amity not Horror. To, not to Amityville. Be re- Amityville Horror House. Amityville. Not to be, uh, uh, you know, confused with the Amityville Whore House. Oh. 
There, there would have been some shenanigans there too, but this a little best bit little whorehouse in Amityville. No, that's nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a uh, Alice Cooper and Joe Perry hanging out at the Amityville whorehouse. <sighs> kids, don't forget your three D glasses. It was on Netflix for a really long time. It was yeah. a duck. It was an interview, like a, a, a basically surrounding the one son. Mm-hmm. And. You know, they were trying to get at, well, did were there supernatural events happening or not? Yeah. Or was it a hoax? Or what was it? Blah, 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 blah. And it, it's one of those. It's it's like, it's kind of like, um, I, <laughs> to me, it had the Al Capone's vault kind, kind of, thing. of thing. Like, yeah. it didn't really answer anything. <clears throat> it was a bunch of blah, 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 blah. And either you, and, and it didn't matter there were people that walked away from the documentary saying, yep, see, I knew it. And there were other people who walked away <laughs> saying, it was obviously fake. I could tell just the way it was. And I always thought it was fake. So if you thought one way about it or you thought the other way, you're going to, it was yeah. well, that's going to would change your mind or anything like that. It was very like, whatever. Okay. Yeah. I felt like I really wanted that time back that like I got, oh. that I spent watching that thing. Cause it was just like, not nah, big, nothing. It was like Al Capone's <laughs> vault. Yeah. I fucking stayed up and watched that goddamn it, thing. If I ever see Geraldo, I Geraldo Kick Rivera, there has to be people that come up to him and go like, dude, you Al Capone's idiot. vault. Really? Really? He probably regrets that every day. Of his I don't day. think he does. I think he probably laughs. laughs like, I got y'all. I got the ratings. Got, yeah. yeah. He made a lot of money. Suckers. <laughs> Yeah, but they even mentioned that on the movie Titanic, which I think is hysterical. <laughs> Cherry Rivers. <laughs> he never went by. He gets really pissed off. He never actually went <coughs> by Jerry Rivers. Do you have something about Jim Morrison? I want to. I want to tell stuff that you guys don't have. No, I go don't ahead. have Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison has uh, had a long-standing fascination with shamanism Ooh. and the spirit world. He even wrote the poem, the Ghost Song. So him making a comeback to probably scare off his former bandmates is something Jim would do. The man clearly, clearly liked to have fun. The Doors' Ray Manzarek said in one interview, I have a reoccurring dream. Jim has just returned from France where he died in 71 and has accomplished what he went there for in the first place, to rest, get clean, change his rock star lifestyle. We talk about where he's been and what he's been doing. I ask him if he's been working on any new material. And just before he answers, I wake up. When I first told Robbie about it, he said, yeah, me too. He had the same dream. Was there a weird Whoa. naked Indian in it? Yes. The thing is, if we believe Ray, we have to believe 100% certain Jim's really dead because according to some crazy conspiracy theories, he faked his death. The other story that's really interesting, that's a, that's a, that's a, there's tons of stories. There's a photograph that was taken in front of his grave and in the background you you see a hazy outline of what appears to be like him it's a photo of him like leaning up against something mm -hmm. with his arm out and they found the negative and it's on the negative and everything it's not it was not photoshopped nothing like that some weird shit there's tons of weird shit about him then there is of course the story that became that went into the song where he talks about being a child on a family vacation and they came across the automobile accident where there was native American mm -hmm. person who was killed and he felt that he had, was visited was communi in communication with his spirit and he saw the ghost. I don't know. <laughs> I mean like I'm not going to call the guy a liar. He seems to have been like, I mean, his, 
you know, lyrically, and their their, mu- their music is pretty fucking trippy, if you ask me. Sometimes I feel like I'm ha- I'm in a seance, you know, when they're oh, singing yeah. "Riders on the Storm" and you know all that stuff. Oh I mean, yeah, it's like it's pretty it's pretty out there. So I, I mean I I don't again could this be stuff that I mean the song is great, Jim Morrison was fucking great, and it, again it could just be like something that like they said. And be, and they knew it was cool, and people would like latch on to it, and it added to their mystique, and mm-hmm. you know, or or not, right? It's like, <laughs> do you guys remember Kevin? I'm sure we remember. Sure. Do you remember the te- uh, 1980s television show with? Um... Yes, BJ and the Bear. No. Wow. No, 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 no. Jack Palance. Rip Believe it. Or Believe not. it. Or not. <laughs> I remember his daughter. Holly was also on that show. That's exactly how he did it. Yeah. That's exactly how he sounded. It was crazy. It was very creepy. But that's all I can say. This is Ludini's Believe It or Not. <laughs> what do you got? Um, Sherry Curie. Uh, never ask the spirits. Uh, never ask the spirits in because they will come. Warn Sherry Curie in her episode of Celebrity Ghost Stories. The singer and trailblazing front woman of the legendary punk outfit, The Runaways, explains how she comes to regret a preteen obsession with a Ouija board that sent her into fits of rage when anyone tried to take it away. I wanted to reach out to the other side. So she was like Reagan in The Exorcist. Yes. (laughs) I wanted to reach out to the other side, but wish I hadn't. She remembers once while asking the board about boys and future kisses that it moved on its own. Oh, you're pretty, spelled the board, claiming to be a man. Uh, Curie Ooh. claims to have spent hours sitting alone in her room communicating with the board, feeling herself transition from happy young girl to someone dark and brooding with a dangerous obsession. Um, Curie attributes her rage-filled and abusive behavior toward her family to being consumed by whatever spirits came out of the board. Wow. Scary. <laughs> wow. I, I never took her for, no. for that kind of uh, thing, you know, exactly, but it does sort of explain her, you know, behavior as a... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she was possessed. That's the whole time she was possessed. She was a teenager. <laughs> the, yeah, the, wow. It's a cliche, right? The Ouija board, isn't it? It's in so many like uh-huh. movies. Yeah, and, you know, you hear you hear that all the time. I won't have one in my house though. No. I refuse. I, and, and, yeah, I, I know. No. I, I know. I in... no. <laughs> I just can't. I feel like it's bad juju. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Ed and Lorraine Warren talk about this in in their books that doing exactly what Sherry Carey was doing it can cause a lot wreak a lot of havoc in your life um and unfortunately a lot of people that get involved with that it never goes away they've had the quote unquote exorcisms and Mm -hmm. all that stuff like that and they get like some respite for like a period of time but it always it always flares back up yeah it's, I, I don't know, though. I'm not here to judge. I mean, I have a hard time. It just sounds... Here's a question. Okay. If they didn't make, like, movies and books and stuff about it, would we would we be so scandalized by the idea that it could be real? You understand what I'm saying? Are, are yeah. you, you think the one, media is affecting the, it? <laughs> are, are one of the reasons why we just assume that it can't be real is because there's, like... So much fiction about it. Could be. I, so we just, we yeah. go like, oh my God, there's just no way. And that's yeah. stuff on television. There's no, that's in movies. That can't be real. But if like, it wasn't so, 
he wasn't the subject of, of, of those of, of you know fiction writers and movies and things like that. Would it, would there be a, the ability? Would there would we have a different attitude where maybe we would be like either just accepting it or trying to like learn about it scientifically? Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. seems to me like what it's like kind of what came first, the chicken or the egg? Yes. Right. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what the one of the uh, Ed Ed Warren says in one of the, in one of the books that. He thinks it would be better if people just accepted the supernatural just as a fact of life and like just leave it at that. Yeah, just it's, it's just that would that never happen it's just, though. <laughs> it's just something that you know it's unexplainable and it, you know it just happens and just let it go and just mm-hmm. accept it. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, interesting. Who's next? What's next? I will be next. That's you. I will friend. be next. So you know, you know, Lou. Hey, Lou. Uh, you know. You know me. <clears throat> you know me. Well, it's not uncommon for a few guests to be around for recording sessions, uh, but Black Sabbath had a surprise visitor during the recording of... Surprise, surprise, surprise. It was not Jim Neighbors. Are you sure? It was Frank Carter. <laughs> Pile. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Jim Neighbors. The ghost of Jim Neighbors Jim... showed up at a Black Sabbath. Well, you know... <laughs> That would be something. That's what he sounded like, too. But anyway, uh, they had a surprise visitor during the recording of a Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. (laughs) Was that the visitor walking in the room? Is that what it was? Speaking, uh, Speaking from the reunion CD liner notes, Tommy... Uh, I, I owe me for those of you at home recalled their sessions at Clearwell Castle in Wales explaining that the band spotted a special visitor one night he says we rehearsed in the armory there and one night I was walking down the corridor with Ozzy we saw this figure in a black cloak I said who's that and Ozzy says as Ozzy would I don't know <laughs> we followed the figure back to the armory and there was absolutely no one there Whoever it was had disappeared into thin air, Iomi recalled. Wow. Iomi says the people who owned the castle there were well aware about the ghost, which was a surprise to the band. Uh, they did have some fun with their encounter. We spent the rest of the time trying to frighten each other by rigging up all these devices. In the end, when they, uh, we were all petrified, we had to drive home every night rather than stay there. Uh, that kind of defeated the, uh, uh-huh. the object of it all. But uh, yeah, apparently uh, somebody cats. came to see them record. I mean, it was I would. not Bones Magoo. <laughs> oh, scary. <laughs> Most people who see apparitions, mm-hmm. statistically, yes. when they ex- describe what they see, they don't look ethereal or ghostly they mm-hmm. just look like another person yep and then that person does something like walks disappears into a wall or, or something like that and they know yeah. that okay i was just um and i have good tie some stories that will curl your curl your nose hair yeah, your butt yeah, hair yeah about that some not me personally <laughs> but in my family oh sure there's some like really creepy uh, stories but everybody says the same thing about the um apparitions that they saw that 
they just looked like people. Like they couldn't, mm -hmm. they wouldn't, they, and until they realized these people were either completely out of place or right. they v vanished or something like that, yes. they looked yes. just like people. In fact, that's kind of what made it creepier. Mm -hmm. Right. Was the fact that they just looked like people who were standing there. Um, and this is what reason why in The Shining, going back to that, Stanley Kubrick made the ghosts look just like real. Exactly. Straight, yeah. Uh, the people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's. Um, yeah. There's wow. many, many stories in my family where, you know, uh, a relative is basically on their deathbed and they'll ask the people in the room, who's that standing over there? Yeah. That's been repeated so many times in my family's history. Hmm. It's Count Kevula. I hear you howling later. I'm going to start Count. hitting the broom on the floor. It's just me, Lily. Count I'm so close. <laughs> Count Kevula. Count Kevula. This is like Count Kevlar. <laughs> Count Kevlar. Nothing sticks to me. No, that's, that's Teflon. Oh, boy. Teflon Kev. Kev, Kevlar. All the characters. Oh, they're all in there. They're all right up there. Y'all got problems. Mm -hmm. You know that? Y'all yeah, just, just ain't right in the head. But a bitch ain't one of them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, I want to talk about the Chelsea Hotel. Oh, oh do boy. it. We could do a couple of episodes. Uh, know, it's a right? national and state landmark building and the second most haunted place in New York City. First most, most haunted place being... New York Public Library at 42nd Street. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's a kind Egon. of joke. For the uh, For 15 Egon. years that I was a regular transient from 1995 to 2010, the Chelsea Hotel closed its doors. I never encountered any ghosts, perhaps because the spectral spirits thought I was benign and not receptive to their message. I did stay in room number 124 for five nights and six days, a room that was reported to be haunted. When I came back one afternoon, the water faucet was on, but I attributed uh, to the cause of just being some bad plumbing. I continued to have a sublime day. It was when I saw Christopher Molisante, a.k.a. actor Michael Imperioli, mm -hmm. Imperioli. Imperioli, when I was a cable channel uh when I was cable channel surfing, came across the beguiling program Celebrity Ghost Stories, and I was struck by the actor's complete terror. Fourteen years after he had fled the Chelsea Hotel, Imperioli remained terrified. Mm. I learned that I learned from the excellent reporting from the blog Living with Legends, the Chelsea Hotel blog, that Imperioli had encountered Mary, the Titanic survivor and well-known ghost on the fifth floor. According to reports from several mediums and paranormal sleuths, the Chelsea Hotel housed survivors from the 1912 sinking of the Titanic. I did not know that. Mary was one of the survivors. She had lost her husband when he sank with the Titanic. I guess there wasn't enough room on the fucking raft. The door. The gigantic <laughs> the door. The giant door. It could fit like 12 people. Mary became distraught, depressed, and was never able to adjust to her life after the Titanic. She hung herself in a room on the fifth floor. Mary is most often found at the west end of the building, where the archway is in that hallway, mm. where the original large apartment's entryway, entryway would have been. Mary is checking herself in the mirror. She was referred to as a vain ghost. Well, look good. One thing to remember, Mary does not like to be bothered by the living, so... If you do see her, do not expect any welcoming words or gestures. Mary perceives the living as an annoyance. 
Little wonder that she gave Michael a sign that he was not wanted in her ghostly space. Mm. That sounds dirty. So where are you from? So a lot <laughs> of, originally, a lot of rock stars um, stayed there and yeah. lived there for periods of time. That, there was one there. floor that was called, the, I believe, called the heroin floor. Yeah. <laughs> and they all have stories. And there is a story. Um, uh, is, is anybody here going to talk about Sid Vicious? No. Because no. there's a story about Sid and Nancy mm-hmm. and all that happens mm-hmm. there at the Chelsea um, it is a uh, creepy thing. Yes. The Chelsea Hotel. Yeah, a lo- lot of, lot of uh, rock stars have stories about the strange goings on there at the uh, the Chelsea. Scary. I believe that it has been closed for re- renovation. Renovation. Yeah. Oh, like let's that. stir some shit up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they'll make it all modern and then it'll be even worse. Good answer. So Lady Gaga probably lives in the attic and is sucking everybody's blood. Awesome. Sucking everyone's blood. Ooh. American horse. He liked that. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I got, I got a little confused. Yeah, that was there. based on the Chelsea Hotel and the Hotel of Horrors from the Chicago World's Fair when H.H. H. Holmes was around. Yeah, that. Um, yeah, good stuff. Um, let's do maybe one more. Okay. Okay, I have one for Ace Freely. Oh. Founding Kiss. Back. Back in the New York groove. Yes. Mm. Uh, uh, I'm back. Uh, back in the New York groove. Founding Kiss Guitars, Ace Freely recounts two different occasions when both his wife and daughter were violently pushed down the steps of their home by what he claims to have been a ghost. I always had a sense uh, that there was some type of connection with me and the other side, Freely explained. <laughs> oh, I'm scared. Not long after Freely purchased a large family home in Westchester, New York, he noticed things being moved around from place to place. Once he discovered... <laughs> Yes. His daughter at the foot of the staircase freely attributed whether presence he'd noticed in the home before must have been an evil spirit. His marriage fell apart and his daughter moved out. But once he moved back uh, to the property with his new wife, she immediately picked up on the eeriness without ever knowing about the spirit on the staircase. She too claims to have been pushed down those same steps. A psychic told freely that his house had previously been inhabited by an abusive mother who murdered her children in the home. Lovely. That's just lovely. Well, you know, these things happen. <laughs> she needed the blood of the virgins to stay young forever. Why do people not understand? They, they, don't, they don't get that, that Lils. That, that needed killing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you brush it on your face at night. Oh, really? It huh. rubs the lotion on Yeah, it. <laughs> sort of like that. It brushes this blood <laughs> on its face. You have one more or, or else not. It, or else Mr. it gets the house again. <laughs> I got one more. All right, so... Uh, Many a band have recorded hit records at the Harry Houdini house. Did you know that, Ludini? I've read about this. Houdini's Ludini's. Yes, but the mansion does have a spooky history. Twiggy. Spooky! I love love it when you sing to me. Love is kind of crazy. Spooky (laughs) little girl like you. Oh, my goodness. Twiggy Ramirez and John Five. Twiggy! Oh, boy. Underlay! Oh, my God. uh, Relayed some of their experiences recording Marilyn Manson's Hollywood album to mm, Guitar yes. Magazine recalling some potentially paranormal yes, yes, experiences. Um, Ramirez recalled, I spent one night there and in the morning I heard people downstairs. I heard someone playing the piano. I thought the crew had arrived. I figured it must be uh, Bon Harris, one of the engineers who used to be uh, in the band um, Netzer Ebb. Yes, playing the piano. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> 
That was like a reverse burp. I do I actually all the sucked time. in. I'm like, reverse what the hell? Uh, it's paranormal. Yes. It's paranormal, I tell Pair you. Pair of normals. Anyway, Ramirez <laughs> continues. I got up and there was no one down there. Ten minutes later, Bond showed up and I asked him if he had been playing the piano. He said, what are you talking about? I just got here. I didn't know if he was pulling my leg or if some dead babies were playing the piano. Uh, so John Five, talking about the same place, says, uh, one time our co-producer Dave Sardi was in the kitchen and he was walking back into the living room. There were curtains separating the two rooms. He bumped into someone behind the curtains saying, oh, gee, sorry. But when he opened the curtains, no one was there. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a bad movie. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> But anyway, so that's that's, that's my that's my last story. Do you realize of all, all the sound effects, yeah. that fucking thing, that one's thirty four seconds long. And it's the most wow. annoying. Yeah. yeah, it's like Tell us where the plans So all are. I'm gonna say is real quick, on October twelfth, nineteen seventy eight, Sid found Nancy on the bathroom floor of their room in the hotel show, the Chelsea Hotel mm-hmm. Bleeding to Death. Mm-hmm. Was charged with a murder, attempted to commit suicide. Several times after that, less than four months later, after uh, completing a detox program, his mother discovered his body. He died of an overdose. So that detox program worked. really worked, yeah. like a dream. Uh-huh. This report, there's now there's reported sightings now of him and Nancy at the Hotel Chaz, oh, uh, Chelsea, in the room 100, also in the elevator. Some spotted him closing and opening doors. Guests inside room 100 claim they hear a couple arguing. Someone yeah. playing loud music and even temperature changes. I can so, imagine that would be very really scary them. to be in their room. Yeah. Uh, the, the hotel even sells Sid Vicious dolls at the front. Sid Vicious dolls at the front desk. Nice. That's just awesome. I need one of those. <laughs> Crazy. All right, stuff. all right. I'm done with um, with with that. Uh, but there's, I mean, there are stories from every. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, just so many, so many, so many. I remember um, I, I had a class in college. Well, it was a public speaking class, and somebody got up and told a paranormal story. All right. And then we ended up, then after that, like nobody else gave their speeches because the class <laughs> got into a giant discussion. Oh, boy. We, and our professor. That's uh, great. Um, you know, and it was, it was, no, it was really good, but he, he was like, and everybody in the room had an aunt, an uncle, mm-hmm. them, a cousin, their mother had some story that was like this story, like an uncanny kind of story. Like right. that. Mm-hmm. Just everybody right. had a story mm-hmm. like that. It just is part, it's part of life. Yeah. Uh, who knows what that is? I don't, and I, don't, I don't, I don't either. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to just bring up something real quick before we uh, move on about Halloween itself. Okay. And, you know, this being All Saints Day and then All Souls Day. Every culture has something like uh, All Hallows' Eve, an All Saints Day, and an All Souls Day. Almost every freaking culture on the planet has something like and has had something like this for you know hundreds and hundreds if not thousands of years all around this same time mm-hmm. mm. all around mm-hmm. this like last couple days of October first couple days of November yeah it's it's universal it's very bizarre 
it's just it, it, it's it's uncanny. Okay, it's one of those kind of strange. Yeah. Um, so there is a video called "The Origins of Halloween" from the video channel uh, called After School, which is a really good video channel. You should subscribe to. They always have thought-provoking uh, content. Um, just just kind of like um, nothing like hyper like super political or anything like that. You know, kind of stuff that makes you go like, "Huh, that's oh, interesting." Right. I really thought okay. about it that way, mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of stuff. It's all presented in a really fun way. And the videos are usually shortish, but this one's a little bit longer. And Randall Carlson gets into the origins of Halloween. Let me real quick. Uh, Randall Carlson is a um, researcher, lecturer. I can't remember exactly what his actual degree is in, but he does a lot of work on the, like the Ice Age and the Younger Dryas and Things, things of that nature. How long have human beings actually been in North America? And he has a lot of alternative ideas. Very interesting. And so if you like guys like Graham Hancock, you'll like uh, Randall Carlson. He's been on Joe Rogan uh, several times as well. But he has done a lot of research into this because, as it turns out, again, another thing that every culture has in common is this idea of some sort of global catastrophe where there was a lot of flooding. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Okay, right, every, and it, right. they, all the stories go back about 11,000, 10,500, something like that. Um, and <laughs> many of them suggest that the flood started around this time of the year. Mm. Oh, interesting. interesting. Okay. It's very like things that make you go, hmm. hmm. What could the connection be? Go check go check out Randall Carlson's uh, video because there's no way I could do it justice. <laughs> uh, but you can go check it out. It's it's real it's just thought yeah. if you want to kind of like open up your minds a little bit and see something. Something nice. See something very nice. So um cool. All right. All and right then. Have Halloween, everybody. And then uh, we have some good podcasts coming up for you in November as well. So now Yes. Let's get into Lily. You want to pr- tell talk about a, a band that uh, you think the boys and girls at home should check Aww. out? Yes, I would like to do that. It's called Monster Truck. No I love way. Monster Truck. Okay, well they have a new album out called Warriors. Uh, they're a Canadian rock band from Ontario. In Ontario. Uh-huh. Um, Spill Magazine's Jared Harris quoted about the new release that without reinventing the wheel, the truck has delivered a collection of crunching riffs, ripping lead lines, and a rock and roll energy nostalgic for decades long gone. Uh, their new album was called Warriors, released in September of this year. Um, it was produced by Grammy and Juno award-winning producer Eric Ratz from Big Rec. Oh. And it, uh, the two singles that are out right now, Golden Woman and Fuzz Mountain, are so much fun. Golden Woman is like my favorite of the two. And there are 10 tracks. It's a full album of fun. So I recommend it. We when Before we didn't know we weren't allowed to play songs yes we did play monster truck oh did we oh yeah oh yeah okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that that band kicks fucking ass <laughs> I mean, like, they're super fun yeah, they got they got my vote all day long uh mr pittsburgh so uh as you know i get a lot of my stuff from the tiktok and i want to talk about a guy who's on uh, the tiktok you can find him if you're uh, on tick you ain't gonna talk now exactly are you ticking are you talking boy both okay. both them <laughs> And uh, you can find him on TikTok uh, under Pete's Diary. Now, Pete. Pete's Diarrhea. Pizza, what? Pete, what? Pete's Diarrhea? Pizzeria? No, not diarrhea? Pizzeria. No. Here comes Pete's Diarrhea. Oh, Lord. I'm so sorry, Pete. Uh, Pete's Diary. Pete and repeat. 
God. Pete was sitting on a bench. Oh, Lord Jesus, why? The guy's full name is Pete Peter uh, Dankelson. <laughs> Why? Why do I even try? I'm sorry, dude. They, Kevin goes to all the trouble of coming. I know. Up, and Actually, I, I'm just making a mockery. Time, and I every look, time you just rip on me. Look, look. Yes. I apologize for my insensitivity. Uh huh. And I, I promise to do to, to do my best to do better in the future and be more sensitive to my fellow human being. Yes. Of, of all races, creeds. Why is he religions. such a liar? <laughs> and 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 um, that's for trannies too. Go ahead. Wow. <laughs> Pete Pete Dinkelson. I'm Ludini. Dinkelson. And I approve this message. Anyway, Pete Pete, Pete Dinkelson. Now Pete Pete was born in 2000. He's a youngster. Uh, Pete was. Uh, he is. Uh, he's from Libertyville, Illinois. He was born with severe birth defects, including several. I'm sorry, severe facial deformities. Um, and if you see Pete, you'll see that he actually has like a hearing implant hmm. in his head. Interesting. Now I started watching him on on the TikTok a couple months back. Dude, are you sure he's not a Borg? I Give can. A picture. I, I, I don't know. I no. think I know this guy. Yeah, not I'm no, sure no, you but do. I think I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he plays an S. Well, it's not going to mean anything to you, Lily, if I say he plays an SG. So, but anyway. I know but uh, I've been watching this guy on TikTok. <laughs> he uh, has been he play he plays an SG, he plays a Les Paul, but the the kid can freaking rock. And as of lately, he has his own band. They're gigging. A lot of their videos are on uh, on the the TikTok. And uh, if you get a chance, please check out Pete's Diary on TikTok. Good word. Yes, you, you word up. Mr. Pittsburgh, you made a good. Do you get a star on your forehead? Aww. Thanks, buddy. Yes. A whole star. That's, that's <laughs> Pete. Yes, I know exactly. Yeah, it is. Okay. Pete's awesome. Pete and repeat. <laughs> what? That was a show. Pete and oh, it's Pete and Pete. Pete and Pete, Pete, and Pete on Nick, yeah. Nick, not Nick at Night. Not Nick Nickelodeon. 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 Yeah, that's the song too. I want to Bl- get slimed. Blind Guardian. Oh, is this your Sounds band? Sounds so nice. It makes me happy. A uh, German power metal band formed in 1984 in wow. Krefeld, uh, West Germany. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Very good. You pronounce that's very good. Very nice. Now, continue. <laughs> they are often credited as a, one of the seminal and most influential bands in the power metal and speed metal subgenre. Mm. Nine musicians have been a part of the band's lineup in its history, which has now consisted of singer Hans Kirsch, yeah. guitarist Andre Olbrich, sure, and Marcus Sapin, yeah. drummer Frederick Hemke, Fr- Friedrich, uh, and, since, and he was in since 2005, and Yo- <coughs> Johan von Stratum. Stratum. Oh, yeah, mm. that's a rock and roll sounding name. Right. Yeah. Blind Guardian is part of a German heavy metal scene that emerged in the mid-1980s. The band yes. was formed in 1980, 1984 as Lucifer's Heritage. I love it. So, anyways, these guys, uh, that's Blind Guardian. There you go. Tons of um, lineup changes, and they have a very rich and varied history. They have a new um, single out, Life Beyond the Spheres. Oh. You should check it out. I will do that. You should check it out. It's, uh, because I already love it. It's them. an interesting presentation. Cool. The, the, the singer does not look like 
a singer who would be in a be, German metal band. Yeah, <laughs> being like a, like he's this voice is coming out and he looks like like you know like a Wall Street investor. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <clears throat> yeah. I thought you were gonna say like he looked like Donny Iris. He's singing into like he's singing into a cell phone the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> um and um. So that's that's mine, and it's just cool videos. Um, real quick, uh, mm-hmm. check out. There's a great YouTube channel, Rock and Roll True Stories, Ooh. and it's all Rock and Roll True Stories. And uh, they uh, this came out last year around this time, but it's, it's of note. Uh, they gave a little kind of like we did, ghost stories, uh, talking about Sid Vicious, Johnny Cash, and Jim Morrison, not the ones we just discussed. Some other ones. So you can want to check check that out. Um, so now it is before we do this day in what the Beatles did. Yeah. Um, we are going to do top, uh, top 40 weekly. Okay. Our Yay. new segment, everybody. Well, it's about three weeks old. Now, new-ish. New-ish. So do we have to pick a year? Yeah, we're going to pick a year. Okay. I'm just kind of, I'm looking at this. It just happened. You know oh. the bands just are, that are yeah, now nothing exciting. No. Well, nothing I'm just saying, I want to check it out. I'm Lil Baby, uh, Sam Smith, <laughs> Steve Lacey, Lil Baby, Morgan Wallen, One Republic, the band I know. Yeah, I've heard of them. Nicki Minaj, Minaj a Trois. Yeah. Lily Baby again. Oh my. Lil God. Baby. Lil, 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 Lil baby. baby. Come on, get Lily right. Baby. Lily Baby. I get called Aww. that sometimes. Lily baby. Lil baby. Lil baby. Lil Lil baby. So let's pick a year. Okay. Let's pick let's pick a year in the eighties. All right. Eighty five. There you go. Nineteen eighty five. So top singer on that for November. So we could let's just go. Yeah, with that's this probably one. the best. There you one. go. Here we go. Oh, top forty oh. singers. Okay, so um, that, that this first one I don't know if I know that I probably would know it to hear, but it's not ringing a bell. Um, this is the year I graduated high school, by the mm-hmm. way. B number ten was "Be Near Me" by ABC. You don't loving every minute of it by yeah, the Wow, yeah. that takes me back. We built these titty. I mean, we built this city by Starship. You belong to the city. I could hear Casey Kasem. Now the band at number Where ten is. You want drugs? We just had. We just huh? had bid. They number seven. They didn't build this city, yeah, but, he, but they he belong to the them. city. You could hear. Oh, I can hear Casey Kasem doing it right now. Oh, he missed. He missed. You did miss you one. Missed, you, missed you missed number eight. Nine and oh yeah, nine four, and eight. Yeah, four, Fortress Run. I did. I did love it. Every minute. Oh, you did. Yeah, I did all this. I can't see that far. Um, t- take on me. I love that song and video. Head, head over heels by Tears for Fears. I love that song. Yes. Saving all my love for you by the girl herself, Whitney Houston. The Miami Vice theme. <laughs> wow. By Jan Hama. Jan Hama, that's right. Yeah. And Part Time Lover by Stevie Wonder was the number one song on the pop charts. Ain't that some shit? Those were like wow. Ain't that some shit? That's good shit. Bringing back some memories there, Lou. Mr. Mister was on the charts uh-huh, at this time. Uh-huh. More, uh, oh, uh, Don Henley, Sunset Grill was on the... Corey uh, Hart, remember yep, him? Yep. yep. Climax. Oh. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I'm sorry. This brings back memories. Um, uh, Dress You Up by Madonna. This was the oh, first wow. week it like popped up on the charts at number wow. 41. 
um, the way you do the things you do by Daryl Hall and John Oates. Okay, is it sure, that, you know, sure. just kind of crept on this particular week too. Um, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, Eddie Murphy had a song. Out. Okay, so what was new? Small Town by John Mellencamp, brand Ooh, wow, new. Wow, brand new. I like that song. Tonight She Comes by the Cars. Yes. Walk of Life by Darius. These are all huge Grace. songs. Wow. Burning Heart by Survivor. Uh-huh. Sun City, Artists Against You. Wow, Parthen, wow. wow. Yes. Freedom by the Pointer Sisters and Count Me Out by New Edition. That's the one I remember the least, but it's yeah. kind of like some of these on the top here are kind of big songs. They all popped this week on uh, in 1985. Yeah. Oh, ain't that some shit. Ain't that some shit? Ain't that some shit? <laughs> Sung to the tune of "Isn't She Lovely?" Uh huh. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? I like it. Okay, so we already talked about Blind Guardian. Sure. We already did this. We can yes. get rid of that. Yes. We don't. We can get out of this thing. Okay. And there is one last thing. One we last know you thing. all wait with bated breath. What did they do? <laughs> what the fuck they have done? Well, look at like the comments we're getting today. Yeah. We have one from Hal, Boo, Trick or Treat, and one from Chris Thunderwolf. Looks good there. <laughs> yeah, it does look good. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for sending that, Chris. Yeah. It was awesome. Thank you, buddy. Everybody's tired from Halloween. Oh, right? that's what it is. Oh, I don't know what's wow. going on there. Wow. <laughs> wow. There it is already. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. It's already begun. All right. So, November 1st, this day in music. 1955, The Famous Flames. Oh, as a group of The Famous Flames, led by none other than Mr. James Brown. That's right. I'm you heard We how did make you feel? This is my life now. Cut their first demo of Please, Please, Please at a radio station in Macon, Georgia. Right. It would lead to their uh, signing with King Records. Right. So that's a pretty important day. I mean, James Brown went on to become the godfather of soul. I mean, like. Kill myself. He's going to kiss himself hard. Kill myself. 1956, Elvis Presley bought a new Harley Davidson motorbike and spent the day riding around Memphis on his new bike with actress Natalie Wood, and they're both dead. Oh, man. (laughs) Wow. Hey. Mr. Pittsburgh. No, don't do it. What kind of wood doesn't float? You guys are so Elvis awful. Presley. <laughs> Natalie Wood. Elvis's probably doesn't Elvis float Presley. either. Elvis's wood oh doesn't float. <laughs> Elvis's wood, not anymore. <laughs> On this day in 1963, the Beatles kicked off a U.S. tour performing. UK two- tour. Close. On this day in 1963, the Beatles kicked off a UK tour performing two shows at the Odin Cinema in Jesus Christ, Gloucestershire. Gloucestershire. Right. I know that is a mouthful. Gloucestershire. Who taught those people how to spell over there? I always taught them how to talk fucking English. Jeez. Gloucestershire. Come on, guys. It's Gloucestershire. It's like Worcestershire. Exactly, right? They're it's like going to sheets. Is, is, is. Sheets is, 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 is. How many sheets is, 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 is? Oh, my God. Their uh, repertoire for the tour was, I saw her standing there from me to you. All my loving, you really got a hold of me. Roll over, Beethoven. Boys, till there was you. She loves you. Money. I'm not All gonna, the songs. You don't have to all their all songs. I'm not going to. So, so they kicked off a UK they, tour. Yeah, they played exactly. some songs. It was great. Yeah. Someplace. The Doors on this day in 1966 played the first night at a month of long month long residency at Odin Discotheque, Midtown Manhattan. Okay. New York City. 
1968, George Harrison released his first solo album, Wonderwall Music, on the Apple label. The songs, which were mostly Harrison instrumentals, featured Eric Clapton, Ringo Starr, and an unaccredited banjo contribution by Peter Tork of the Monkees. Oh. That's great. I didn't know that. There you go. Peter <laughs> Tork. All right. On this day, 1969, dudes! You guys are such nerds. We're a little slow. The Beatles <laughs> scored their 13th U.S. number one album. They said, with... they said, we're going to score. <sighs> we're going to score. Uh, their number one album with Abbey Road. Abbey Road. Jesus. Road. The final studio recordings from the group featured two Harrison songs. Something, and here comes the I song. That song. I did too. The cover supposedly contained clues adding to the pool is dead phenomenon. Paul is barefoot and the car number plate LMW28IF supposedly refers to the fact that Paul uh, McCartney would be 28 if he were still alive. LMW was said to stand for Linda McCartney weeps and she did when he died. And the four the Beatles <laughs> represent the priest, John, dressed in white, the Undertaker, Ring, Undertaker Ringo, uh, black suit, the corpse, Paul, who's barefoot, and the Grave Diggle, uh, George, in jeans and a denim shirt. Wow. I never All really... the denim. I, the, uh, there's, the denim, uh, yeah, the there's a whole thing about that. If that's the case, then he joined the 27 Club. White, right? Uh, again, in this day, 1969, dudes, Elvis Presley went to number one. I love that song. On the U.S. Singles Charge with Suspicious Minds. Classic, classic, classic. Got it, Joni. 1970, uh, Matthew Southern Comfort were at number one on the U.K. Singles Chart with their version of the Joni Mitchell song, Woodstock, the group's only U.K. number one hit. On this day, 1975, Elton John started a three-week run at number one on the U.S. singles chart with Island Girl, his fifth U.S. number one, a number 14 hit in the U.K. The lyrics are about a prostitute in New York City and a Jamaican man who wants to take her back to Jamaica. Mm. Come back to Jamaica with me. <laughs> Bruce. Yes. Springsteen scored his first number one U.S. album with The River in this day in 1980, featuring uh, the U.S. number five. Oh, excuse me. Um, U.S. number five. Yeah. Went to U.S. Went to five in the U.S. and uh, 44. Oh, the, uh, oh, the single. Uh, boy, this is written so bad. Poorly. Hungry Heart from the album The River went to number five on the U.S. charts and number 44 on the U.K. charts. Boy, it's written right. fast fucking act. Oh, my. God, just call him. What was his name? Bill O'Reilly. 1990, American session musician and arranger Ray Pullman died of a heart of heart oh. failure at the age of 60. He is credited with being the first electric bass player in Los Angeles studios in the 1950s. He was a member of the Wrecking Crew who recorded with Phil Spector mm-hmm. and the Beach Boys. He was the musical director of the house band The Shindogs oh. on the 1960s television show Shindig. Oh, I, I see. What don't doing. even know what that is, but okay. Yeah. Um, next one. This yeah. is inter- there's like kind of story behind this, but go ahead. Okay. On this day, 1997, Scandinavian dance pop act Aqua started a four-week run at number one on the UK singles chart with 
Barbie Girl, a massive worldwide hit. The single sold more than eight million copies. That's so sad. Wow. It is. Um. There. There's been so much said about this song. There's like yeah. all kind of stuff written about it. Is it sexist? No. Mm-hmm. It's feminist. No. It's like they can't. Nobody can agree, and everybody like has an. It's sexy. one of those songs. It's like has a like. It's controversial. It's just just a, yeah. It seems like a silly song, it's a goofy but people song. have like completely like lost their minds over it. They've completely dissected it to death. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, and Robbie Williams this day in two thousand wanted to give his bone marrow to, to a fan oh, who was dying. Nice. I don't need to that's read about. Let's nice. talk about the Spice Girls. Oh. So that's it for this day in music. Nothing <laughs> yeah. else. Nothing good happened. Nothing right. that we care oh. about. Andre Williams, American R&B musician, born in 1936. Most famous songs include the hits Jailbait, Greedy oh Chicken, Cadillac Jack. What the fuck kind wow. of guy is this? R&B. <laughs> Holy shit. Jailbait, Greasy Chicken. Yikes. And Cadillac Jack. That's like, let's make a sentence out of that. Oh. Cadillac um, Jack ate some crazy chick chicken with his jailbait. There you oh go. Boy. That's beautiful. You're a lyricist. Uh, Barry Sadler, uh-huh. singer, songwriter, author of uh, Sergeant Barry Sadler, served in the Vietnam War. Did he do something in music? Mm-hmm. I must think was it, but he was born in the state. I don't know who he is. He did the Ballad of the, the Green, Green Berets. Berets. Oh, okay. Yes, that's, okay. What, that, that's, that's what all it that was leads really to. Getting, yeah, that's, see, <laughs> yeah. They don't need to write all let's that. Let's just like yeah, simplify. Mike Burney. Of Wizard, born this day nice. in 1944. Uh-huh. Yes, Rick yes. Gretsch, British multi-instrumentalist. Rick Gretsch, who worked with uh, uh, oh. Family, Blind Faith, yes. Traffic, Ginger Baker's Air Force. Happy birthday. Happy Kiss birthday, you son Bob, of a bitch. Bob Weston, born this day in 1947. British musician Bob Weston. Brief role as guitarist and songwriter with Fleetwood. That's right. Son of a bitch. For about five there he years. is. I saw Jim that name. Steinman. Yeah. The man. The man. American composer, lyricist, record producer, Jim Steinman. Work includes Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell, Bad Out of Hell 2, Back to Hell, and producing albums for Bonnie Tyler. His most successful chart singles are Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart and Air yep. Supplies, Making Love yeah. Out of Nothing at All. Yeah. Died from kidney He's, failure. Oh. He's a freaking genius. In, in, in yes. a, uh, just a couple of years ago. David Foster, Canadian musician, producer, composer, arranger, worked with Bee Gees, tons of people. Uh, was born this day in 1949. Dan, David, Dan Peake oh. from America, and he went on to be a, uh, a a left music and went on to become a uh, minister. Uh, Ro- Roland Bell, Ronald, Ronald Bell, Ronald, Ronald, Ronald Reagan Bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, about that, Ronald. Was in, yeah, Ronald Reagan was in <clears throat> Cool and the Gang. Yeah, uh, happy birthday, Ronald like Bell from uh, <laughs> Cool and the Gang. There was a whole gang. They were like, look, there's too many people in this band, so it's just cool, and you guys be the gang. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Morris from Paper Lace. Billy, don't be a hero. And wow. the night Chicago died. Wow. Lyle Lovett. There he is. Yeah, yeah. go Lyle. Love, love, love Lyle. Love me some Lyle. Love Eddie McDonald yeah. from The Alarm. I love The Alarm. There you go. Happy birthday, y- y'all. All y'all mags. Froo, 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 froo. Yeah. From Aha. Uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh. Anthony Kiedis hey, from the Red Chili go. Hot Peppers. Rick <laughs> Allen. Dudes. Mm-hmm. Drummer from Def Leppard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mary Hansen. 
Darren Partingen. I don't know who that is. Do we know these people? Sorry, I don't know. You see, uh, we're getting into people that are too, you know. Too yeah, new. We don't know. These <laughs> yeah. People are. It's just, just. Come you know, on. Come on. Sorry, guys. Yeah, we know that was my head. Know. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, what are we? We're Xers, right? We're Gen Xers. Ish. Yes. Yeah. Yes, And you're are. a millennial. Technically, yes. I'm an early millennial. Really? Yes. 1980 is when millennials started. Fascinating. I know, but I'm one of the good ones because I. Yes, you are. You know, one of the good ones. Didn't <laughs> fall the technology at first, <laughs> and I'm also not a lazy little asshole. She's a millennial. No, you're but not she's, a lazy little asshole. She's a millennial, but she's nice. I'm a good one. But she's a good one. Kind of like being a good witch. Well, <laughs> we she's off. a witch, but she's a good <laughs> Let's witch. Let's not get carried away. Oh, okay. <laughs> we need to get off of this. Yes. Um, <laughs> Wolf's Customs. Yeah. Go check them out online, wolfscustoms.online, Rock Rage Radio, rockrageradio.com. Download the free app to hear great music programming 24-7. Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.com is our website with tons of merch, podcast archives, interviews, and the ability to become part of our inner circle. Check it out, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.com. Lily. I have a whole show on Rock Rage Radio called Hot Licks with Lily Six Thursdays. Who are you kidding, girl? You. You are the whole show. <laughs> That's right. 6 p.m. on Thursdays yes. uh, till 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Yeah. Uh, interviews, new music, and classic stuff that you'll love. Oh my. Tune in. Lord Free. Help RockRageRadio.com. All the things. No nudity. What? Damn it. It's not video. Tits on, tits on the radio. <laughs> I might be nude when I record it. Well, there you go. <laughs> so Use your imagination. Nudity, you just won't know about it. Right. right. Use your imagination. Yes. Mr. Pittsburgh, any parting thoughts? There will be nudity with me. <laughs> I'm happy to report everybody. <laughs> All right. Next week, we ki- next week, we kick off the month of November. This is the month that includes the uh, holiday we have in America called Thanksgiving. Oh, Thanksgiving. Which has a lot to do with the beginnings of our country, which My I second love. Um... So, so in celeb- in a in a weird, offhanded yeah. way of acknowledging Thanksgiving, we're going to start the month off with the Mount Rushmore of rock. All right. Um, so here's how it's going to work: we're each going to come in with our Mount Rushmore. Okay. Four bands. Yeah. And four artists. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so we'll go through and. What I'm what I'm predicting is the three of us will have some similarities, and when it, maybe if sure. we can find four similarities, that will be the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus official, official okay. Mount Rushmore. That Sounds may good. not happen that way, but that's what we're gonna do. Feel free to join in on what your Mount Rushmore yeah. of rock might be. Okay, Excellent. all right, guys, have a uh, uh, spooky rest of the day. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for hanging out, and we will catch you all on the next Ludini. Rock and Roll Circus. Ah!